We'll do a review of Likutis Sichas in Chelik Yud, Volume Test, the second Sicha for the Parshas Noyach. This Sicha has a a very important and a very novel uh, idea about how one needs to look on another person. The Rebbe comes up with a insight that while one may be able to see something negative in someone else in order that you help the other person to better his ways, but you cannot see the negative as a judgment of the other person, as long as you are seeing the negative just to fix it versus seeing something bad and judging the other person. The Rebbe very beautifully explains the Pasuk that it says by the sons of Noyach, it says they went backwards and they covered their father. And then the verse says again, they didn't see their father's nakedness. So if they went backwards, there was no way they could see it. But what the verse meant here is they didn't see the negativity of Noyach. Noyach went in drunk. And as far as Chom, who did see negativity, he saw his father for the failures that he had. And therefore, from his perspective, while he may not physically see, but he judged, he had that idea of the negative of his father. But the Pusik adds by the son's shame and yefes, and the Torah rewards them because they did not look. Very, very beautiful, the Rebbe explains the Sikha, and it involves generally how one needs to speak with a nice language, and there's a lot of very beautiful insight in the Balshemtavs saying that when you see something negative about someone, it's only a reflection of you, the Rebbe is going to explain why do we have to say that, and some also explanation in the Gemara, in which the Gemara talks about that the Torah uses a longer language to speak in a nicer and more uh, beautiful language than using negative language, as we'll see in the Sikha. Let's review it inside. So first, the Rebbe quotes from the Gemara in Psochim, Dav Gimelam which the Gemara makes note of the fact that the Torah will sometimes use a longer language. It says, for example, in our Parsha, it says from the uh, clean animal, and then it says from the animal that is not clean. So the words that is not clean is... Uh, longer and has more letters than just saying and the animal that is tome, that is defiled. 
And the Gemara learns from this that a person should not speak in a uh, shameful, in a negative uh, way, but rather use uh, longer language and say it in a nicer way. So let's look inside. In connection to that which is written in Parsha. So when the Torah discusses by Noyach bringing in the various different animals into the Teva, so there was a difference between uh, he brought from both. He brought from the uh, clean animals. Those are the animals that will be eventually kosher, as Rashi explains. And the behema that is not clean. So from the fact that it says which is not clean, versus saying so our sages of blessed memory said in the Gemara, a person should never bring out of his out of their mouth something degrading, because the the proof that you shouldn't say something degrading out of your mouth is because the Torah went around and was. Uh, made uh, roundabout, ma'akim, he made crooked, uh, eight letters, and the Torah did not express something degrading from its mouth, as the Rebbe will explain from the Rashi, Shenemar, because the Posik says, this is from the Gemara, from the clean, and then it says, from the animal that is not clean. So, Peter Shirashi, Rashi explains, this is the reason, because we, the Torah doesn't want to express something meguna, something not nice from, in the words in the Torah, that's the reason why there is a long language of the Pasuk, uses a long language. It says, Asher Eineno Tehira. The total three words, that is not clean, Gimel Tevis Hakilelis Yud Gimel Oisius. These three words have 13 letters. And the Torah could have said it, The Torah could have made it shorter and say, Hatmeya. Just the word, the Behemathmeya, they defiled the animal. That is a word, Teva Bas Hei Oisius. That would have been five letters, the word Hatmeya, the Torah writes 13. So how many extra letters is, how much is 13 more than five? Minus five is eight. So that means that the Torah wrote eight three eight extra letters in order not to say Tome, but to say a Neno Torah. Not to say defiled, but to say that is not clean. Lelamdoch and they did it in order to teach you that you should use a clean language. So this is as far as speech goes. Uh, but there is also another uh, message in our parsha, which is as far as seeing goes. That to see in a way that you have to be very careful what you see, not to see 
negative. Just as we find there is a lesson, an instruction in our portion, as far as being careful with, with our tongue, with our language, what we speak, so similarly, we can learn from this portion an additional lesson as it relates in connection to being careful with what we see, with what we look at. So we have this story that after Noyach got drunk and then he revealed himself, it was a very... Uh, embarrassing situation for Noyach. So the Posik says that shame Vayefes Nizaru, that shame and Yefes, two of the three sons of Noyach, were careful, but Tachlis Hazhirus, in total uh, making sure they took care, Milirois Ervas Avihem, not to see the nakedness of their father, as the Pasuk states, they walked backwards. They didn't walk straight up so that they would see their father's nakedness, but they walked backwards. And their face was backwards. And then the verse says, they did not see their father's nakedness. And it's not only that they were such uh, special, it's a special deed, what they did, but we find a reward for it. Uzchar zehirus zu madgish gudgoid erko. So then the Posik tells us that the reward for this, being this careful, we, that emphasizes how great and the value of this kind of a conduct. Because the Posik continues, as a follow-up to what they did, Shame in your office. Hashem says, first Baruch Hashem, Shame. Hashem will bless the God of shame. And Vihichnan and Knan, who went and told about this situation to his brother, he's going to be a servant. And the Pasik says, Yafta Likim Yefes, that Hashem will be good and Yaf beautiful for Yefes, Vihishkem, Shame, and he will rest in the Tens of shame, which means the blessing for the future, for the descendants of Yefes and shame for the good thing that they did. So that means that there is a great reward for their careful in Zira. So basically, we see in this parsha both a lesson for one being careful in their speech, and we also see a lesson in being careful what you see. But in Oiz Beis, the Rebbe is going to say, but there is something more profound over here. It's not just being careful because it seems that there is something extra over here. Because in addition to saying that they were backwards, the Torah repeats and basically and says again, they didn't see Barabbas Avim But if they went backwards, they couldn't see it. So why does it say? This tells us an additional, as the Rebbe will explain later on in the Sikha, this tells us there's something more than just not physically seeing. Erves Avim Leiro, they didn't see nakedness, they didn't see the degradation, they didn't see his that he did something wrong. They didn't they didn't pay attention to that. That wasn't in their uh 
in their mind at that time. Let's look inside. Base. <laughs> but in this last story about uh, the sons of Noyach, uh, Shem and Yefes, we need to understand. After the third, the Pasik says they went in a way that their face was backwards. How did Mizem move on? So from this is understood. They couldn't see. We understand walking backwards. You can't see the nakedness of your father. Because their face was turned back. So So what is it the Pasik adding with Tevis with the words? that they didn't see the nakedness of their father. So we have to say, therefore, there's something more. That the Torah is, gives us a new novelty with this. An idea, an advantage, especially an advantage in the conduct of Shem Yefes. From the previous words of we don't know that we didn't know this. As the Rebbe will explain, not seeing the father means physically they didn't look, so they didn't see. But the Torah says that they did not have in their mind the degrading and a negative judgment against their father, as the Rebbe will explain. In Ois Gimel, the Rebbe will explain the well-known uh, teaching of the Baal Shem Tov, that when you see something negative about your friend, that's like a mirror image. That's basically, if your face is dirty and you look in the mirror, you'll see your face dirty. If you see something bad in somebody else, that's a mirror. That's showing you your negativity. But why do we have to say that? So, why do we have to say that when I see something negative, uh, it means that it is something negative about me, that it's a mirror for me. Now, of course, everything the Rebbe says is Bashgocha Prati. So why is Hashem showing me something negative about my friend? It must be for me a lesson. But maybe Hashem is showing me something about somebody else in order to help him fix it. Not because it's stuck for me, but it's not for me to see like I have that same blemish I see in my friend, but maybe it is because um, I should be able to fix it. And the Rebbe will explain later on in the Sikha that yes, if you see just the blemish in your friend, that maybe it is to fix it, but if you see and you judge them so that you don't only see that they need to be fixed, but you also see the bad in it, and the judgment that they are uh, doing something wrong, not only for you to fix it, but you have a judgment call, a, a sense that they are um, wrong in the sense that there is a judgment, that shows that it's a mirror. Why are you judging the other person? It means that that is a reflection of you. Let's look inside. So the Rebbe says like this, the Yuvans of Gimel, and Siv Gimel, the Yuvans of Bahagdim will understand this by introducing the teaching of the Baal Shem when a person sees something bad in the other, that is proof, it's evidence, 
similar to that bad also is found by him, by the person himself. And that would be, by example, it's like a person looking in a mirror. If you have a clean face, then you don't see in the mirror, you see nothing wrong, there's nothing bad over there. But if you see that there is some dirt or there is a spot on the, in the mirror, it's not that there's a spot in the mirror. It's because the reason you're seeing a spot in the mirror is because your own face is dirty. So, the Mela, the Baal says, if you see other person's your mirror image, if you see negative, that's a reflection of you because that's the face that you have. But why? But it would see, why do we have to say, why is it evidence that seeing something bad in another person, that it's in a level of an image, that's a, it's an image and it's a, it's a reflection, it's a mirror of the bad in the one that is seeing it. I see in somebody else means that's a reflection of me. Why could there not be possible such a, a fact, such a case? That maybe there's only this bad which is, appears only by his friend, and he himself is uh, negated from that. He has not that, he, uh, that. Why can't we say, why do we have to say? Okay, so the explanation is, so the explanation on this is, because nothing happens in the world for no reason. Why did Hashem show you something negative about somebody else? It has to have a lesson for you. Everything that happens in the world, is with divine providence. Likewise, in this happening, when you see something bad in the other, it's not just happened. This is something that they had prepared for you, for the person from above. The Eivishter made you see that. Since Hashem did not create anything in His world in vain, so Hashem would not show you this by divine providence you're seeing this. So why is Hashem showing me something negative in the other person? Hashem doesn't create anything in vain. Can't say that from above they're going to bring you to seeing something bad in someone in vain for no purpose. So we have to say there is some lesson. And there is something that we're letting the person know. And that is, what is it that Hashem is telling you? That the evil is found by the one who sees himself and he needs to fix it. So, one may ask, so why does Hashem have to show me negative in something else? And that would be my lesson, that there's something negative in me. Hashem should show me directly my negativity. But the Rebbe explains that people have a hard time 
many times because of the self-love of seeing their own negativity. It's only when you see it in somebody else and then you look at it as a mirror, then you can see that you have it as well. Inside. And the reason why there needs to be the lesson in such a roundabout way, so that you find out about your own evil through the intermediary of your friend, and not Yoshir, and not in a direct way. So that is because all sins is covered by love. All kinds of love, especially we talk about for sure, self-love. There's another rule that a person can always see the plagues. A person cannot see his own Negoim. That's the rule as far as a um, as the law is that you cannot judge a plague by yourself. But the Rebbe says that this is in the like the Meiri says also that a person cannot really judge his own plagues uh, because of his self love. Um, and uh, so how how do we? show the person, how does Hashem show him? How, what is the way to bring the person to find out, to know about his own lackings? Is that by inviting him to see it in another person? So at that opportunity, when you see about your friend, the lowness of these lackings and the evil, you understand it about your friend. So then, your own reflection it arouses your reflection in your own situation. When you reflect well in your condition, your situation, Aliba the nafshi, meaning according to yourself, by real self-evaluation assessment, then you will come to that recognition, that these lackings that you've seen by your friend, they are really his own lacking. Because the reason it's not only there's a mirror, but the reason why you do see these lacking on outside, this is a result of your own plagues. And that's why you see it in somebody else. And when it, he retranslates the words that he brought from the Mishnah, from the Goyim, that the reason why you see outside is it's minigiatsme that comes from the nigim of, your, of, of yourself. So that explains why the Baal Shem Tev says that when you see something wrong in another person, it's an image, because that is an image, because that's the way Hashem is telling you. Why does Hashem tell you about your situation by looking at somebody else? Because you may not be able to see your own 
plagues, your own problems, your own lackings. But it's only the opportunity when Hashem shows you somebody else, then you can reflect on your own situation and you'll actually come to the realization that the reason you're seeing it as somebody else is because you have them themselves. So it's a mirror image and that's why it'll get you to that acknowledgement. So that's the point in explaining simply the statement. But the Rebbe asks now in Dalit, but maybe it's not for the purpose, I'm seeing something negative is for the purpose of self-evaluation uh, and finding the same lacking in myself and the person seeing it. Maybe it's so it can help the other person. Let's look inside. Dalit. Om nom. We can still question this. The job of a Jewish person is not only to impact a refinement and elevation in oneself. The purpose is also to impact your friend. And as the Pesach says, The Pesach says, You shall rebuke, you shall rebuke your fellow even a hundred times. So it's a mitzvah to rebuke the other person, to help the other person. In that case, Mi Yoimar. Who is to say, that the intention that from above they showed you the bad of the other person, so that he should see and he should find out, that that bad is actually found in himself, and therefore he has to get rid of it himself, that's the purpose. Why can't we possibly say it very simply? That the intent over here is in truth to show him the bad of his friend. So that he, the one who sees it, shall rebuke him. And should help him to fix and to make his ways better. To better his ways. Maybe that's the purpose. How do we know that it is for his own self-improvement versus for him to do the mitzvah of a chayach to help his friend? You say the mitzvah. More than this, but the Rebbe says it's very hard that a person to explain. The Rebbe says a yid is not for any other person. Here we're saying that the reason why the other person is he sees the bad it's for him. So if Ruvain sees Shimon, who's bad, who is the goal? Why is he seeing it? Ruvain. So it means that Shimon, who we see the bad in, is serving as a purpose for Ruvain. But Shimon, we know that a yid is its own purpose. So the Shimon's bad should be a purpose for himself. You say to Mizu, Kimeduber Kama Pomen. Like we said many times, Bnei Yisrael einom bebchinas emtsoi. The Yidden, the Bnei Yisrael, are not an intermediary. Shal yodom that through them tushlam akavon el yoyna binyan achar. That through them the 
intent of the supreme intent should be fulfilled in something else. The Hainu. That is, Shanoimar, so we should say, that the ultimate intent is found in something outside of them, not within themselves. This is actually the way it works with everything that was created. What's the goal of everything that was created? Which would include everything, even the worlds of above. They themselves are not the ultimate goal of their creation. They were created for another goal, for the Yidden and the Torah. That's everything else. However, that's not applied by the Yidden. The Bnei Yisrael themselves, the intent is in them alone. Just as we talk about generally Jewish people, that same thing is because each one individually also. We cannot possibly say that the purpose and the goal, that one Jew, in this case Shimon, is serving as a purpose, as an intermediary, so that his other Jewish friend, that Ruvain, should start doing tshuva because he sees something bad in Shimon. Because the ultimate kavon is in each one specifically. So if Shimon is seeing the Ryan Shimon, that means that he is the goal of that. From this we understand. That also in the individual service of each one and one, that it's impossible to say that this, that from above they show you the lackings of one this is only for the benefit of the second one that sees it so the lackings of Shimon is for the benefit of Reuven that sees it there has to be coming of this should grow out from this when you see something bad on somebody, there has to be a benefit to the one who is lacking. That will take place through the first one rebuking him, and he'll put effort to fix him. And to get rid of the boy, the evil that's in the in Shimon and the one that you saw. And since that is the case, that either way, we still need to say we have to say that the goal of the fact that he sees the bad that is in the other person, why is it shown to him so that he should fix and help the other person fix it. So from how do we know to prove? That the fact that he's seeing the eyes is not looking in the mirror that he sees the bad, his own, in the image of his friend. Maybe it's just for his friend, because we have to say that since his friend is not, is, has his purpose for himself, and if he has the, the bad, that Reuben has to help Shimon. So who says that Reuben should also have to see from this that it's an image that he has to see and that it's his own own negativity that it has to uh, fix. So, 
basically, while the Rebbe explained that everything is by divine providence and the fact that you see uh, something negative, Hashem is showing you because it's something for you a lesson, but the Rebbe says it's still we have to say that you also have to help the other person. That's part of the uh, that's part of the thing of why you're seeing it. And we have to say that because one Jew is not just seeing about somebody else to help himself, it has to be for the other person also. So how do we know that it's a mirror image, that it's something to tell me about myself? The Rebbe is going back now in Ois Hay uh, to answer and give us an insight that there is two aspects to the seeing, the seeing which is the necessary, which is the practical seeing, and then there is a seeing of seeing evil in the other person, just for the uh, feeling of the other person's guilt, versus seeing it for the purpose of helping him for the halacha, as we call it. The Rebbe will draw on a comparison, the way he started off the sicha, between speech and seeing. The Rebbe started off by saying that in the Parsha, it says, a neno tohoira, which is a longer language than tomeo. A neno tohoira has more words, because the Gemara says, one should speak in a gentle, in a nicer, uh, in a finer, refined way, not to say a dover meguna mipiv, from the Gemara. Now the Rebbe is going to draw a parallel, just like by speech we say that when you talk about halacha, when you talk about the law, over there we don't go by what's nicer to say. Over there we say it short, to the point, what the halacha is. So like, for example, the word temeya, when it relates to halacha, we're going to use the word temeya. But then, when it comes to the uh, storyline that we find in the Torah, then, where it doesn't connect to halacha, then we find the Torah will use a clean language. So that means we see that in speech there's a difference when it's something which is connected directly to a law. We have to say straight, so even though it's a meguna, it's not clean, we say it, as opposed to when it involves a storyline over there, the Torah will also use, in some cases, the Torah will use a longer language because the Torah doesn't want to say something in a degrading way. We'll say, like a neno Torah. And the Rebbe will go away over here and explain some pieces of the Gemara, but for us not to get sidetracked by the Rebbe's bringing in the Gemara's, and the Rebbe is going to answer beautifully the questions in that Gemara. The point of all this is going to come back to tell us that just like by speech, there is two parts. 
Sometimes we talk about halacha, then the speech has to be precise. And sometimes when we talk about the story, then we can we should talk in a longer language, which is nicer. The same thing is when we talk about the re'iyah, when we talk about seeing something. There is one seeing which is for the purpose of helping the other person. As the Rebbe brought out before, every time we see something wrong in another person is for the benefit of the other person. But yet, there is, that's the halacha part of the seeing. But then there is the story part of the seeing. How do you see the other person? Do you see him in a negative light? And here is the difference also between the way the sons of Noyach, which is Shem and Yofis, saw. They didn't see, they didn't see him physically, and they didn't see the negativity that what he did when he took the wine and he drank and he became drunk and he revealed himself in the tent. They didn't see that. That's a double thing. They didn't see physically, and they didn't see the guilt. Whereas opposed to by Chom, it says, Vayar Chom, Chom saw. That's the part. The part is where a person sees in the other person negativity, then that's an image, a mirror. If he sees just the halacha part that he does something wrong, then it's taka for the purpose of correcting the other person. doesn't necessarily mean that it's a mirror. What the Baal Shem Tov is talking about when you see evil in the other person, it's not just you see that you have in your mind to correct him. You see evil, in other words, you see bad in the other person. That means that it's an image of you. So we're going to go in Oishei to start discussing seemingly the Gemara over there, which talks about speech, which is Maguna. Eventually, we're going to bring this back to seeing the two levels in saying. But first, we need to concentrate in Ois Hey and Ois Vav, which the Rebbe is going to ask and going to give us a couple of questions in the Gemara and how this principle that there is a difference between Halacha and storyline. In Halacha, we always say the short way, but in a storyline, we should talk in a uh, clean way is going to help us understand about the seeing, which the Rebbe is going to get back to in Sif Zayin. So let's do inside Sif Hey. Lahovin ze. So to understand this, so the Rebbe left with the question: Who says that when I see something negative in the other person, that it means it's for my purpose? I have to better myself in this area. It's a mirror image. Maybe it's to help the other person. So to understand this, we have to introduce and explain a matter which is not understood. that follows the statement of the Gemara, which was brought down earlier in Sif Aleph in the very beginning. So over there we brought down that when it talks about speech in the Gemara in Psachim, it says, a person shall never bring out of his mouth something degrading. Because the Pesach says, So the Torah himself uses the Behemah in Enotohira. Now, as we'll see, the Gemara doesn't challenge this statement by asking a question 
But we do find Tmei in the Gemara. The Gemara asks that later. The Gemara brings in another statement, a similar statement, and the Gemara first starts questioning the second statement before the Gemara gets back to question the first statement that, why are you saying over here that it says the long way, but we find cases Tmei. Why this order, and the Rebbe is going to ask, but first, what is the other statement? A very similar statement to not saying something degrading from your mouth. The Gemara says, As a follow-up to this statement, there is also brought down there a similar rule, that a person shall always speak in a clean way, in a clean language. And what are we talking about? Uh, the uh, Torah has laws of a Zov and laws of a Zova. A Zov is a male who that has a flow internally that comes out from the male. And the Zova has the blood that comes out from the woman. And then the Torah writes about what is the status when they ride the animal. So by the Zov, by the male, the Torah uses the word Reichev, which represents riding it, which means that you have each leg on the other side of the animal. That means riding the animal. When it talks about the Zova, about the woman, it doesn't say that she rides it, but that she sits on the animal, because the connotation of riding uh, for a woman is not a clean, nice thing. So therefore, the Torah changes. From this we see that we should always speak in a nice language, in a clean language. The Gemara says like the Shari Bezov, because by the male, the Zov, the Torah calls the animal that he's writing, calls it a Merkav, that he's writing. But by a woman, we call it that she's sitting on the animal. What is the reason that the Torah changes the language, that the Isha, Zova, by the woman who is a Zova, and by Ubisha Zov, by a man, by a male who's a Zov. Beisha, it says, Oi Hakli Asherhi Yeshevas Olov, the vessel that she is sitting on it. So over there, the Pusik says sitting. Doesn't talk about writing over there. Beloira Cheves Olov. It doesn't say that the uh, writing on it, on Kemoi uh, Beish, like by a man. So writing on it, sitting on it. Uh, but it says they're sitting on it. But by the man it says, by the male, by the Zav, it says, Here's says clearly the carriage that he would be riding on it. So he says riding. So brings down, as Rashi explains this, Lefi, She'ein hogun lahaski rechivo pisuk Because it's not proper to mention riding and the fact that the legs are separated by a woman. So therefore, by here it says, Yeshev, 
and by the man it says Rechem. So that's the second statement. So then the Gemara asks, the Gemara finds several places in which it does use the Lashur Rechiva with regards to a woman. So, so the Gemara asks questions. The Gemara asks from three verses, which the Torah writes the language of Merkav with regards to a woman. And after the answer on the three cases that there was exceptions, the Gemara explains why over there it was proper to write the Lashur Rechiva. But Bo Shomakushit, and finally the Gemara goes back and asks the question, does it then not say the word Tome in the Torah? So the first rule that the Gemara brought in the beginning that the Torah says Asherinotahira to speak not the Mlosha Maguna, not to say Tameo, we say Asherinotahira. The Gemara goes back and says, But don't we find in the Torah Tameo? Tame? So why did the Gemara wait with this question till after bringing the second rule, asking the question about Merkav Moshe, and going back all of a sudden to the first one? Benzin Muvan Klau, this is not understood at all. Haloshin Tome Kesuva Betoira Yoser Memeya Pa'amim. There is more than hundred times that we find in the Torah the Loshin of Tome. V'imkein Hasvorin Neisenes. So logic dictates Shemitchila Hoyetzorich Lahakshis BeGemara Meloshin Tome. First, the Gemara should ask the question Tome that we find Tome many times. Hachizer as Vinishnis Ribu Pa'amim, which is repeated and it's said. Learned many times. And then later on, then to ask the question that we find Merkav by a woman too. That only appears only a few times. How come the questions come in the reverse order? That first he asked the question from the three times we find Merkav by Aisha. And then he asked the question from Tomei. Gam, also the language, we also need to understand the language. What is the Gemara intention? The Gemara says, it was saying, is it then not written Tome? As if to say, that's surprised. Is it then not written Tome? It appears that telling us, yeah, there is, you know, we're trying to tell you, there is sometimes Tomei, that there is some sort of a, a question, you didn't know, they're not written as if you didn't know that it was, we're resolving, Gemara should have asked, it would have seemed more fitting to say, but it says Tomei, to ask the question, so how come you're saying, that you have to say a nano tahira when we find Tommy. That's the way the Gemara should have said it. Ksiv Tommy Beraisa. The Rebbe Noizvov is going to explain that there was never an issue that when we're talking about halacha, we have to say it directly. So it's it's not part of this discussion. A person should speak in Aloshan Nikia. Because uh, uh, because the Torah uh, changes 
the language. And we find, it's never a question we find Tommy many times. Those Tommies are halachic. Halachic is different. And therefore, the issue is, is within a story which is already not so common that the Torah should use Tomei in a story. And that is when the Gemara asked the question, meaning that even by a story we find sometimes the level of Tomei. Let's look inside. Bob, Habir Bazer. The explanation in this is, Kshanidin Hubeloshin Habo Betoir Psak Halocha. When we're dealing with a language, which is used as a ruling, a psak halacha, a ruling of halacha. Azai tzorich hapsak liyomer beloshin ayeser beruro. So then, the ruling needs to be said in the most clearest of languages. Afilu imloshin zuhi dover meguna. Even if that language would be a degrading language, it's not part of the discussion. That has to be said in aloshin meguna. Bichdei shahalocha tiyepsuko beruro lagamri. So that the law. Should be decisive, clear, totally. Based on this, we understand in most of the place in the Torah, it says Saying it, Tomei which is a Loshan Kotzer, is not advantageous because, according to the Marsha, is it depending over there exactly how we interpret the Gemara, over speaking in a Loshan Nikia. So, which means to say, um, the Gemara over there says that, speaking shortly, the Gemara answers over there, speaking in Loshan has an advantage as well. So, but according to the Marsha, speaking short, according to the conclusion of the Gemara there, does not take advantage, isn't better over speaking Belosh and Nikia. So, which means that we're not going to just say Tommy because it's shorter, according to the conclusion of the Gemara, because it's shorter, because shorter is not better than Nikia. So why do we always say Tomei? So the answer is because Tomei is Halacha. When we're talking about Halacha, we're always going to say Tomei. And there's no advantage. I guess not according to the Marshal. We're not going to get, the doesn't get into it. So over there it seems like that the word Tomei itself would have an advantage because it's shorter. So even though it's not Nikia, it's not clean, but it's shorter. But the Marshal says it's not better. And yet the Torah all the time uses Lush and Tumeya. Uh Why would the Torah use Tumeya all the time? And the answer is because we're talking about Aloha. If we talk about Aloha, we say that's not the discussion over here. Because only when the Torah has the story of the Torah, then it's possible that when we talk about the idea, the concept of tumor similar, it should be written in a crooked way. The Pasig has circumvented, circumventing and hiding, not in straight openly. See, it says Tomei. 
So Vishom of Tzovedir, Bisipude HaToyda, when we talk about the stories of the Torah. So then we don't have so many Tomis. We find this language, uh, the long and clean language, we find it no less than short Meguna when we're talking about Sipuri Atayra. So it looks like it's evil. Hayyois. Kiloshin kotzer umeguna beloshin aruch v'nikia shavme. So over here they're equal. On one hand, you have short. We're talking about stories of the Torah, not halachas. Halachas of the Torah, we always say tome. But the story of the Torah, we have an equal. It's equal the short and and not so clean meguna, which is like tome. And the Lashon Aruch and Nikia, we have Shanein Torah, it's long, but it's clean. Shavmeim, so therefore we have both. Masha'en came ba'oiz somroi v'amakoimiz b'toyra, as opposed to those most places of the Torah. Shinyon, upsak halacha, which is mainly a ruling of the halacha, be'echrech shakosim yishtamash b'loshon toymei, over there the Torah has to use tomei. It's not because there's an advantage in a short language. Because halacha needs to be said in a way of a clear halacha. Now we understand why the Gemara thinks. In the original, the Gemara has the kasha, before the Gemara says, no, there's an advantage in Losh and Ketzorah. But in the beginning, when the Gemara originally said you should speak Losh and Ketzorah, the Gemara says, but it says Tomei. So in the Salka Daitach of the Gemara, that also were Hechad and Efishin Milin, where it comes out more words, then you should still be talking Medaber Akosm Losh Nekiah. The Torah speaks Losh Nekiah. So the Gemara says, Afo Pisha Losh and Tomei Yeshnar Bepomim Betoyer. So what you find. The Lashon told me so many times we find this so many in the Torah. So how could we even think that even when there is more words, we should speak Lashon uh, Nikia? But but the Torah has all the time told me the Vishikamur because, like I said before, in most places Tevis So So that's not part of the discussion. That a person shouldn't say something. Negative. That's a separate level. Even before, according to the thought of the Gemara, that it calls Gam Milin, that even where there is more words in the Loshanikiya, we should still use the uh Oh, but that's still not a contradiction why we find the word Tommy. Because the word Tommy there is with regards to Halacha, and Halacha is always the short language. And Kushis Agamoru Baraisim Eliksiv Tomei. When the Gemara says the Torah doesn't say Tomei, I'm a kuvan lahakshes. So what are we tending to ask here? Ba'achi einonu moitzim b'Torah saloshin Tomei. Don't we find the loshin Tomei gam k'she'efsher la'akei b'sipu reho in the stories of Torah? We find that the Torah could have said. Ma'akei, uh, because we're talking about the stories of Torah, and that is Eliksiv, not. But there's several times that we find that's why it's not surprising also that this question the Gemara 
doesn't come before the language of Merkav. Since in the stories of the Torah, there's only Tom a few times, so therefore we can ask for Merkav before we ask from Tom. So in Ois, Hey, and Zaye, and Vav, the Rebbe brought the proof from the Gemara and explained the questions that the Rebbe asked that when you are saying an halacha, then you use tummy. But when you when you tell the story in the Torah, that is when you would need to do the Loshen Nikia. And the Rebbe wants to bring this the same thing into the idea of Re'iyah, as the Rebbe will continue now on the... Um, by regards to Re'iyah, that by Re'iyah it's the same thing. So let's look inside. Ka'amur. Zayin. Ka'amur. Sha'af al-pishek shetzrichim lifsek halokhe. Hanegas leize dover oyafilu leize ish. That although when we need a rule a halacha which connects to an item or even to about a person, even a person because it's easier to say on an item that it's tome. But even when we're talking about a person to declare somebody tome, chayovim loam rabbi from avloshin butter. You are obligated to say it. In a way and in a clear language, Tomehu ukayetzibay, he is Tomer similar. But Mekomo came nevertheless. Kshamadu berbetu mosehu loy b'ter psak halocha bazeh. But when we're discussing this person, his tuma, we're not ruling now about the halocha to declare the person Tome. but we're talking about a Tomedika person. Then. We don't use. Then you have to hold back and not express from your mouth a degrading matter. Because that is the part of the story of the halacha. The Rebbe is going to bring now a raya to that. This is a story halacha. You want to talk about somebody who is Tomei. But you're not ruling that he is Tomei. You know that he is Tomei. But you're talking about the person who is Tomei. And you want to say something about him, a halacha about him. So when we're talking about him, then we don't have to say he is Tomei. Then we can. Then we say he is not clean. As the Rebbe brings, A proof to this is, Hatsivui ki there will be amongst you a person who is not clean. So we know already that he's Tomei, he had a Mikre Lailo, it says, V'yotso mechutz al mechutz lamachana. So the Torah is talking about here the law that he needs to leave the camp. When I talk about that he's Tomei, he has to leave the camp. So how do we talk about this person who is Tomei? Hagam shehakosuv bo lo'idiyah din ha'ish ha'medubar. So even though the Pasek is coming to let us know the law about this talked about man who we're talking about, but 
since we're not talking about his halacha to determine that he is Tomeh. But here the halacha is that he needs to go outside of the camp. We know that he's Tomeh already. So we're not coming to teach you that he's Tomeh. So over here we use Lachain Ikim HaKosuf. So the Pasuk does circumvent and does it in a crooked way. Instead of saying that he's not going to be Tomeh. So all this of this speech that there's a chilek between the halacha, the ruling, and the story line, that by the ruling it's okay to say Tomei, but by the storyline it's not okay, will give us an insight and explain with regards to seeing what is okay to see in another person negative and what is not okay. Similar to what it's, as it connects to the speech that you should be in a clean language. Similarly, it's also as far as what you see. When you hear that a Jewish man, a Jewish person did something which is not proper, God forbid, then there is an obligation to see as the law for what you have to do, what you have to act on. in this matter, That is, rak only that this person that sees what he needs to do, to fix it, to rebuke him, in a pleasant way, in an in a, in a acceptable way. Yes, that is the halachic part of seeing the ra. And the person is in order to help him in correcting it. To bring him back to the good. At least that tzorich lees ikir This needs to be the main thing of it. needs to be his bad, how could I fix him? How could I help him? Omnum. However, but if when he hears the no good of the other person, then he sees not the actual lesson, the teaching, what he has to do, what he's intended, he intended to help the guy. But he sees the evil of his friend. He just sees evil. He sees his bad. At least he is emphasized by him. So he said, Meris. This means, this says, this means, Not the urgency that it's upon him to go and fix him. Just he sees that there exists evil in his other person. Then this is a clear evidence that his own face is dirty. That the no good that he sees in the other person that is actually seeing his own no good. So he said, this means to say, 
Since everything that Hashem created in this world, not even one thing is in vain. Kiniskal has mentioned before, that in every part detail that he sees, there is a very specific lesson, instruction for him. In this case, in which he sees actually bad, not only does he see the part, oh, I have to help him fix it, but I see even the other person, there's a double lesson in life. This, that from above, they show him that his friend has a matter that requires correction. So that is a lesson. That he has to occupy himself with him in order to fix him. But but this they show him a matter of evil. In addition, or with an emphasis to fixing him, that is a lesson, that that evil is in himself. And therefore, and he needs to fix himself. For if he himself would have been in the level of a tzaddik that doesn't need that fixing, we mean at least in this detail he would be righteous then he would not have seen and emphasized the evil of the, as mentioned above because that is not a reason for you to see the evil in him, you only should see what the necessary is to fix him, but since you see mamish evil in the other person, that's by emphasis, that means that that's a mirror image of what you need to uh, fix by yourself. And now with this, the Rebbe explains the posse that this was talk at the level of shame and yafas, that they did not see the evil in the father. They only saw the covering where they needs to be fixing, the actual the mice, but not the negative as opposed to Chum, that's all. Let's look inside. Ches. And what this will be explained, that the verse adds, it says, after they went backwards, it says they didn't see their father's nakedness, but this, as the Rebbe said earlier, this is understood from what it said previously, that they're back, they were face was backwards, they did not face their father when they covered him, so they couldn't see it. Why does it have to say they didn't see it again? So the, the intent here is to emphasize It's not only enough that they, Shem Yefes, did not see, literally, their father's nakedness in a Physical sense, because their face was turned backwards. But this is more, this is a div- additional emphasis. They didn't see and they didn't sense, didn't feel. A matter of erva, and the lacking by their father. Their feeling was concentrated totally about this. All what they were doing is what they need to do. 
is lechasis is ervas havim to cover the erva of their father. I will ervas havim but as an independent erva, just seeing the negativity, Lairo, they didn't know. And with this, we will understand the fact that we are talking about why is it that shame and the Efes covered the father? They did look, and Chom did look. What, what, why is that? But now that we explain that it has to do with being able to see negativity, we'll understand also why were they different, Shem and Yefes, the third brother, which is Chom. Chom they did not see. That's the change in their essence and their level. Chom's level was on a lower level that he can see evil as opposed to Shem Yofas. Chom Avi Knan. Chom is the father of Canaan. Canaan is already Klepas. But Chom, Ikibun Shara, Hoya Boy Ba'atzmai. He had a little bit of rabbi himself. By him, it's still on a refined way. What is chom in yonei chamimus shemekavas mel? It's heat up. Chom is hot. Heat from mekavas mel from the left side. Lochein. And therefore... He saw, he saw the negativity, the no good in his father in Noyach that he drank, and he and he became drunk, and he was revealed in his tent. By Noyach's acts were also in a way of chamimus. Even though. Chom's chamim was heated, heated up, was bitzir daki. It was in a lighter, refined form. Then that heat up that he saw and that expressed vayesht. So he saw something more gross than his own level. His level was a refined level of chom. He can see the evil in his father. He can see the negativity. And it wasn't at that level because the Hirish was there. But the reason why he can feel that is because on a refined level, it was actually by Chom, what he saw by his father. They are from the right side and the middle side. Shame from the right and the Yafes. In the middle, I, I believe so. It uh, brings down here from the uh, uh, okay, whatever it is exactly. Atzlom Hara, who has a mushlalhu. This is totally negated. They don't have any connection to that, so they don't see it at all. Main feel with dakas. It's not even in the light level. Or even in a refined refined, they are not connected to this negativity at all. And when they themselves are totally clean from this bad, 
then they don't see it also in the other person. But they do see it, they do know. It's only the job that is placed upon them that they have to go and cover their father. But they don't see any ra because they are not connected to ra. But chom who's bedakas ra, that's why he was able to see. So basically, uh, the Rebbe concluded over here that the eres avim leiro means because they did not have that level of even the dakas of that ra, so they didn't see eres avim. That's the additional thing. But they only saw the acharanis to cover the father what was necessary. In those days, the Rebbe, in those days, the Rebbe gives. So here we see how uh, strong one needs to be careful about uh, not uh, seeing uh, bad or listening to something bad, even to the extent you know when you want to help, but you can't see the bad in them. This is the lesson for each one of us. When you hear or you see something which is no good about a Jewish person. So besides the fact that it's prohibited to speak and to relate it to others about it, that's Lashon Hara. And not like Chom did. He wasn't satisfied just that he saw the Ra, but he actually went and let other people know about it. He told to his two brothers outside. But further, you shouldn't even in your thought think about the bad the evil of the of you of the other person. Well you need to reflect what can you do to help. How to rebuke him. And as said before, in a fitting way to fix it. You gotta rebuke him properly in a proper way and to fix it. And at the same time to also seek uh, advice that you should not see the bad of his friend even while you're occupied with him and you're helping him don't see the ra just see the aspect what you need to do to help and when you conduct yourself and you go in this way in this path in the road of shame v'yefes then you merit the promise of the blessing, Baruch Hashem Alekei Shem, that the blessed Hashem Alekei Shem, Iknan V'goymer, will be an evet to him, V'gav M'yafta Lekim L'yefes, Avo V'yishken Bo L'shem V'goymer, Hashem will do yaft for yefes, good for yefes, but he's going to rest in the old L'shem V'goymer. Zoichim Li is Kalim L'toyro. Then you become a vessel for Torah, Shakli le Torah, who The vessel for Torah is peace. At Shizuchim Lashros Hashchina, till you merit the resting of the Shchina, Shehi Baal Shame. That comes in the tense of shame. So you get Torah, you get the. Uh, uh, all the shame of being based on the Achdus of Avos Yisrael, 
through unity and love the fellow of Mamashim very soon. And therefore, this way brings a level of peace and a level of connection with the other Yid and a level of, and brings the Ashura Sashchina. And very soon. And this is Mesich Shabbos Parshas Bereshis Tavshin Chavav.